Hello guys, this is Marika Grubbs and I am here for uh, season one episode two of Becoming the Change. And today um, I want to talk about something serious. I know I am a lighthearted person most of the time, but um, this is something that we need to talk about. If we want to, you know, become the change that we would like to see, we need to start with something like this that affects everyone. And that's very important. And I don't know that everybody puts the importance into it that's necessary for our community. And that is human trafficking. Specifically, I want to kind of hone in on sex trafficking. And and I just want to see if, if we feel like we are concerned enough, do we know enough? Is there enough information out there about sex trafficking and about the risk and, you know, who's affected and why and where? And so I want to cover that today. Um, first of all, I want to educate um, you guys on the fact that this is something that can happen to anyone. You know, how scary is that? Regardless of your age, ethnicity, um, creed, origin, sexuality, religion, this can happen to everybody. Let's talk about what human trafficking even is. Um, there are a lot of definitions, honestly. Different organizations, both globally and domestically, define human trafficking in, in a different way. We can start with let's say the Department of State. They use trafficking in persons, human trafficking, and modern slavery interchangeably. But that is not the consensus. The federal definition that our federal law and how they define human trafficking is a commercial sex act induced by force, fraud, or coercion, or in which the person induced to perform such an act has not attained 18 years of age or the recruitment of harboring transportation provision or obtaining of a person for labor of services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion for the purpose of subjection to involuntary servitude, peonage, debt bondage, or slavery. And that is a whole lot to unpack. But we don't really, I think for our purposes today, let's talk about how Ohio defines it. Ohio is one of those places that separates sex and labor trafficking, both of which are human, but one is the one I want to focus on tonight, and that would be sex trafficking. Um, Ohio defines sex trafficking as any commercial sex act compelled by force, fraud, or coercion. Under federal law, any minor under the age of 18 induced in the commercial sex is a victim of sex trafficking. Not to be confused with labor trafficking, which is equally as crappy, but labor trafficking is considered the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor of services or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion for the purpose of subjection to involuntary servitude, debt bondage, or slavery. One is not particularly more savory than the other. I just want to deal with sex trafficking at this time. 
um, because it is a subject that I am truly passionate about and I would like to see a change. Next, I'd like to talk about, let's understand why, why is human trafficking, sex trafficking a, a thing in the first place? Why is that around? What keeps individuals doing it? And really, it requires you to take a nice, firm look at the finances behind it. What are they getting out of it? We are talking about an occupation earning more than most college graduates. And I want to say that real slow and let that sink in. These individuals are making big money for this. And it'd be great opinion to say, Money makes the world go around. I'm not going to be cliche there. It is just of importance. And we need to make sure we know that the money behind this is so important. Um, there have been studies, and as Rand studies have estimated, the national human trafficking industry is worth $7 billion. Traffickers make as much as $632,000 a year. And that, that financial appeal is going to help lure the traffickers and the victims. Let's not leave that out. Some of these victims are interested in the money to be made. And that makes it a problem for us all. That makes it difficult to do away with it. Um, it is a big challenge. So what do they look for, these traffickers, when they go out? What is it that they're trying to get? Who are they targeting? And the main thing that I would like to note is vulnerability. They want somebody who is emotionally susceptible, experiencing economic hardship, down on their luck, might not have money, lack of social safety net, don't have support. Um, And with that being said, runaways are a big risk. Uh, you are out on the street and you're trying to figure out what what life is going to be like for you now and where are you going to get money where you're going to get food and this type of person that's coming around looking for people to traffic you are going to be fresh meat and really uh runaways typically encounter an exploiter within the first 48 hours the first two days and that is very important timing we know a lot has a lot happens in those first two days whether it be missing or reporting or whatever happens they're not thinking that person is really gone they're out of friends that 48 hours is pivotal Alrighty, switching gears a tad let's talk location 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 ohio has actually become a very attractive target for traffickers. There are several reasons behind that. Um, one of them being that we still happen to have one of the nation's highest number of truck stops. This is a good way for traffickers to move around. It's kind of a hotbed because you have a lot of transient males. Of course, transportation is easy and the access to vehicles capable of transporting human cargo is everywhere. I mean, you know, you can fit, you got trucks and trucks and trucks and trucks, really. Um, There are also 
are extensive and developed highway systems. And those tend to be important because you have to be able to, to get your victims around pretty quickly and discreetly. Um, also, there's our close proximity to the Canadian border. Um, it makes it easy to kind of, for these traffickers to escape capture. Um, they can get across the border as quickly as they might need to. Um, there's also close proximity to major cities that, I mean, I could think of several. You got Cleveland, Louisville, Chicago, whew, Milwaukee, Detroit. Um, it just depends on how far you're talking, but there are a lot of big cities um, that are relatively close compared to other places. Also, high minority and immigrant populations. If you are from Ohio, then you know where we're, you know, we're talking about. If you're not, um, there is just the, a lifestyle around here of where many live subpar economically or low SESs and just um, maybe in that lower middle class, that is typically something that that's the kind of vulnerability traffickers look for a lot. And so we have to make sure that we keep our low SES communities, keep an eye on them. Um, yeah, anywhere there is already drugs or, or the need for money or get rich quick schemes and all that kind of stuff that makes it more of a breeding ground, ground for, what, for what it is that we're talking about here. Also, while we're on the subject, Dayton in particular um, has been identified as one of the big hubs. And I bet a lot of you out there know why. Um, we are close. We have kind of like a T or, I don't know, a plus sign with 70 and 75. So that's I-70 and I-75 corridor. And so these are two major, major, major highways when it comes to getting in and out of the city. You got one going north to south and one going east to west. Very convenient and very easy to dip on and dip off and not have to really, I don't know not have to deviate from your trip too much. Um, that is very convenient, but it makes them a little predictable too. So we need to make sure that we are keeping our eyes on the prize. Make sure you are being alert, aware of your surroundings. Um, and just kind of keep your eyes peeled and always remember that that is a place that you need to look double. Don't leave your children out when you stop at the little truck stop or going, you know, in the gas station. Be, uh, pay attention to everything around you. Be, pay attention to details. Pay attention to different characters, different groups, or lack of groups. Make sure you do everything in light with the partner, that kind of thing while you're out traveling over the holiday season. All right. Let's talk numbers. I'm a big numbers gal, and I have some standings and statistics for us to go over. 
Um, and I'm very happy to have a recent um, stat for us um, for our ranking. R is in Ohio. Our ranking um, as of June 2022. Just because I'm happy to have it doesn't mean it is. <laughs> it's not great news. Let's say that. As of June 22, as in 2022, I'm sorry. Ohio ranks fifth in the nation for human trafficking cases. Uh, no, I did not mistake it or mix it up in any way. That is it. Um, our rate of human trafficking is 3.84 victims per 100,000 state residents, which actually, when we're talking a ratio, puts us fourth um, as the fourth worst ratio in the nation because you have to take into account um, underpopulated regions and things of that nature we we only count actual human beings and that makes us the fourth worth compared to other places the victim to population ratio it translated to 450 human trafficking cases in ohio during the same year um perhaps making it a little worse or a lot. I don't know, because Columbus isn't that far from us. So when you go up there, don't think you're out in the weeds. Columbus um, ranked ninth on that same list, you know, as the one of the worst cities in the United States. So, yeah, not much. I mean, let's just look at it like this. We got room to grow. We got room to get better. We got room to keep our eyes open and actually get a, get ahead of this. Um, also, when you look at it, I just want to make it in the ways that you can understand. Ohio's ratio is significantly higher than the nation's average because that's only 2.82 victims per 100,000. And as I read earlier, ours is 3.84 here. Um, however, I'm always there with some type of hope. So on the brighter side. Um, we have been climbing the ranks as far as reported cases. Um, we actually are one of the top ranked places, um, the top improved as far as reporting human trafficking cases. Uh, that means a lot because we only can make stats and we only can make lists and we only can do talk numbers from stuff that's actually been reported, things that we know about. If we don't know, that skews our results a bit. Um, so with that being said, let's get more specific. Um, we're going to look at where, what kind of venues. Let's talk venues. So some of the results we get specify venues and some do not. Um, but just to give you an idea where you see these things, um, out of the 241 identified um, sex trafficking cases in Ohio, there are a variety of places and in industries that they're seen. 22 cases from residence-based commercial sex. Um, that's going to be your like house on the corner type of deal, just where somebody resides. 21 cases are going to be pornography related. 20 hotel motel based. 
17 um, from an online ad or um, where we don't know where these particular people met up, but it was a, you know, a Craigslist back page kind of deal. All right. Other venues, you got 16 cases. Illicit massage spa businesses, you got 10 cases there. Street-based cases, you got eight of those. But it's really not all, in my point of view, it's really not all that important to know where these venues are because putting it quite plainly you might not have left your house to go to walmart just to end up at one of these hotels in a situation it can happen quicker and easier than you think so keep your eyes open like i keep stressing and know that we're at a high risk here and it's the reason that i want to do this podcast so much is because I want everyone to realize it can happen to you male female young old gay straight trans male female you know any of that whatever you're calling yourself whatever you like what you don't like skinny tall old young I it's just it's there non-binary it's there and it's not it's not a fun thing. It's not, you know, one day you with your family, the next minute you're not. And that would be especially true for teenagers. It, running away is not like in the movies or like it quote unquote used to be. You don't want to be caught out here like that. So just hopefully I can get someone's ear tonight. Let's, with all that's been said, Let's talk indicators. Um, if we're going to kind of watch out for our neighbor or you know, be you know, be the village to raise a child or children, we need to know indicators, right? We need to know what we're looking for. And to know some of these victims do have language barriers or are fearful of their traffickers, are fearful of the law enforcement it's very much a hidden crime and so we want to make sure that we recognize potential endangerment you know so we can let law enforcement know or let whoever know call 911 but um some of these indicators are as follows appearing malnourished if you see someone looking emaciated or dehydrated or just you know like they need a sandwich could possibly be what's going on appearing injured or having signs of physical abuse a lot of times domestic violence is used do you kind of think that's what's going on here avoiding eye contact or social interaction or even the police we've all seen those kind of ads or movies where there's like no eye contact and they're like staring at the table in real life that is very much an indicator responding in, in manners that seem rehearsed or scripted a lot of our traffickers or um just unsavory kidnapping abducting type people 
they rehearse and have very scripted responses that the victims are supposed to use. Can you tell that it seems a little too buttoned up of a response? Do they look very uncomfortable or very uncharacteristic of what they're saying to you? Also, a lot of uh, these victims like personal identification documents. Yeah, they don't have a purse with an ID and all that good stuff. Um, some of them may not be actual U.S. citizens or, you know, don't have any address or appear to have no information. Also, along that same line, possessions, lacking personal possessions. Just kind of got on what they got on. They don't have a bunch of extra stuff, no phone, no purse, no, no watch, no nothing. Their car isn't outside. Just some stuff to look for. Um, because it is very uh, prevalent. And we just need to know what we're looking for. We're not, you know, born with a handbook. And that is why I just wanted to educate. Um, it's estimated that 199,000 incidents occur in the United States every year. Okay, let's get to the fun part. Let's talk resources. If you want to help out, by golly, even if you don't want to help out and you need to, or if anybody around you would like to help out or needs to help out or needs to talk, give a tip, seek service, ask for help, there is a human trafficking hotline. Um, serves victims, survivors, like I said, tipsters, they speak uh, more than 200 languages. They're open 24-7, 365 days a year. They want to hear from you, regardless of your age, religion, race, language, gender identity, sexual orientation, or disability. They want to hear from you. And that number is 1-888-373-7888. Um, they also do have hearing and speech impaired individuals. You should dial 711. One. Again, that number is 1-888-373-7888. Pretty easy number, but if you're not in the calling and you want to text, that number is 233-733. They also have a live chat option on their website. Um, this is a huge resource. If you want to report something, if you've been a victim, a survivor, if you know a victim, a survivor, any of those things that may arise, this is the number for you to call. Um, there is no excuse. They've made themselves quite available. Again, that is the human trafficking hotline. There are several other ways if you're not into the hotline or just don't remember the information you also can alert your local police and as i said before you can call 911 you can do whatever you need to do hospitals fire stations um also there we do have here in ohio because we have um government resources and services they um have made a task force for us in ohio aren't we lucky um we have a rescue and restore um, anti-trafficking program now 
But going back to the task force, let me tell you all the people that are involved. We have the governor's office um, of health transformation, Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, Ohio Department of Agriculture, Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services, Ohio Department of Education, Ohio Department of Medicaid, Ohio Department of Youth Services, Ohio Department of Public Safety, the Ohio Department of Health, the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction, and finally, the Ohio State Cosmetology and Medical Board. So all of those guys are here to help us kind of get our place back, get our state back, get our city back. We don't want these predators, these traffickers taking our disadvantaged or our young or our innocent or whatever the case. Um, we want to take our take our state back from these traffickers. Um, that about does it for me tonight on the um, human trafficking, sex trafficking talk. Um, I just wanted to make sure, like I said, I see a need in this community to spread awareness. And I wanted to be sure that that was one of the early topics covered because it's something that I am truly passionate about. And I hope you are too. Good night.